One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Entitled Banter Podcast. I'm Scott Telford, joined by Jules Gill. Yo, what up? Yo, what up, kids? hooded Jules Gill on the audio form to describe to the people listening. Um, almost had a bit of a scansion to that. Now, we've not done this for a couple of weeks. You were, I was away last week. I was going to say you were away. I was away last week. I was about to say, you can't tell me that I was off when you were off, man. That's a bit that's, of like, you were on holiday. It's like, no, you were. That's how, <laughs> that's how much cake and mead I had that last weekend just doesn't even really register on my timeline anymore. But that was why we didn't do one last week. No just time. for the record, people yes. who are just wondering whether or not that's your legitimate normal diet, it was your birthday. <laughs> you should probably state that because otherwise mead and cake is just not, that's like the oh, no, anti-Atkins diet, isn't it? Yeah, I don't just randomly take Fridays off to go and like devolve into an alcohol and uh, and cake hole. Um, but it was a good time. It's a hole that I would recommend. Um, but this is also the Untitled Battle Podcast, the UBP, the UBP, a UBP, where we ask everybody for their general thoughts, opinions, whatever hell else they want us to talk about each and every week week and so and um, we actually got a massive response this week i don't know if we'll be able to get to everything this week but we can roll things on and um, if you can hear any background noise i believe jules you're being attacked from outside There's oh so basically uh, apologies my uh, cat has decided that uh, it's a great idea to now just as we are recording to wake up after his elongated nap and knock all of my warhammer bases onto the floor oh. one by one so apologies if you can hear the little plinking of plastic that's one thing that puts me off getting a cat i really really want a cat but i've got so many things on high places that i think the cat would just be like right then i'm gonna knock every single one of that, that one-of-a-kind metal gear solid figurine on yeah, the floor. yeah that thing that could easily shatter my new 120 pound tifa figure shattered on the floor i think that would happen <laughs> immediately um, but anyway first question from matthias grim what are the top five games that made you the gamer you are today for them it's super oh. mario brothers kotor 007 goldeneye halo combat evolved and tekken 3 love you all stay safe cheers thank you very much what, what a great selection of games uh, that's a hell of a selection i don't know if we have time to do five each let's do three each I think. okay whatever sure, whichever sure. one's coming to mine and um, uh, mine i can i can do mine i think off the top of my head which is i think oh, can i try and predict yours yes i reckon i know i reckon it's going to be uh metal gear solid yes um it's going to be ooh, uh the legend of zelda but i don't know which ooh, one of them show. i wouldn't have uh, gone zelda but i uh, oh, you know i've gone okay not necessarily i'm just i'm thinking of um sort of like you know like uh te- like young child me and then teenage me and like, so I, I, it's definitely Metal Gear Solid. That was the first thing I thought of. Okay. Um, and then I would actually echo Tekken 3 because um, I love a good fighting game. Um, and then I think it would just be, um, I don't know, it, it actually might be Halo. It'd be Halo 2 though, it wouldn't be Halo 1. Um, because of the multiplayer. Because of the multiplayer. It was the first yeah. one on Xbox yeah. Live and I was like, oh my God, I love this. Um, I'm guessing one of yours might be the first Dynasty Warriors, but I don't know oh, whether or not see, thr- whether or oh, not. 100%. This is the thing. Like you, you <laughs> did not know the meaning of overexcited until okay. you saw a young Jules carrying a copy of Dynasty Warriors 2 because <laughs> my Lord, I would actually say 
hand on heart that Dynasty Warriors 3 actually probably did shape my gaming uh, proclivities. Um, I, I would loved it say back then, that's... to be honest. The, the PlayStation 2 one, the first time I played it, and I was like, oh my God, the amount of bodies I'm sending flying was great. It was a delicious dishes, mate. Um, <laughs> I would then also uh, have uh, WWE SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Oh. No, SmackDown 2. SmackDown 2, shut no roll. That, that's the one. That's oh. the one. Which one's shut you? Which one's SmackDown? How dare you tell me to shut my mouth? Um, <laughs> hey, just bring it, mate. It was attitude, attitude, mate. Um, So (laughs) this is it. It was uh, shut your mouth. That was two, right? And then that was that was two, and then just bring it was on PS2, and then it was. And then it was. No, I I thought that I thought it was SmackDown Two. God roll was was the PS1 version. Possible. That's the anyway. That's the one. Yeah, you're no, you're you're totally right because it was because it was the rock. It was like you know, shut your mouth, know your role, jabroni, all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. SmackDown 2 was a hell of a thing. I just got that working on my completely legal um, Android uh, software. <laughs> it's a good time playing as the Undertaker, yeah. My final defining game, uh, I want to say Bioshock because I mm. absolutely love that to pieces, but I was kind of already in... Like, I wondered if Borderlands by that. one of yours. Well, Borderlands, I did really, really enjoy, and it was a really special moment uh, playing through that uh, university with my friend mm-hmm. Rob. But I'd probably say it's probably got to be Final Fantasy. I, Final Fantasy VII. I literally thought of that as you said it. I was like, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. That, I'm, I'm rescinding whatever the hell I said for my third one. It is absolutely <laughs> Final Fantasy VII by yeah, a landslide. Um, go, I, mean, I still remember when I was a kid, like seeing it at a friend's house, and they, they were on the Midgar Zolom bit where you go over the yeah. lake and there's a big dead snake. And I was like, what is this? This is incredible. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VII. I have the soundtrack on every day. What am I talking about? It's definitely <laughs> that. Um, next question from Sawyer. Will either of you guys be watching The Suicide Squad? I really just want to see a giant starfish and King Shark. Um, oh, now, yeah. I don't care about this. I, I didn't. The, I saw the first one. It was a complete abomination. Now it's all remade and whatever. And I trust James Gunn like, more than, I guess, um, Warner Brothers, you know, how much they did the David Ayer cut. But yeah. I don't, I I almost refuse to let the whole corporate do-over thing take off. Like, I'm yeah. firmly against this. I'm firmly against Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, you don't get to play the corporate card. We all sucker into it. And then you go, oh, sorry, we corporatized that too much. Right, we'll do it again. This one's good, guys. Like, yeah, no. it, it, it smacks of kind of EA's policy, doesn't it? With the yeah. whole loot box shenanigans. It's kind of, they'll try their hand, get as much sales out of it as possible, and then say, oh, sorry, my bad, guys. We'll promise we'll do better <laughs> and then not do better because they just released the same thing under a different name. Mm-hmm. Surprise boxes or whatever they were called. Like the um, only thing that's end. different here is that it's called The Suicide Squad instead of Suicide Squad. Well, and It's like I you're literally know. trying to replace place the old one same with ghostbusters it's a really odd one for me because like having uh, margot robbie actually return to reprise the role that she played in the mm. original going with a different cast of people it mm. seems very strange to me how they're yeah. applying this but from what i can tell it does look like it's going to be a very enjoyable is, it looks film. Gr- i know it looks great king shark looks so funny like the, there's a proper like mortal kombat fatality where he rips that guy in half the one thing that I'm worried about is that this might be a bit of a cookie cutter film. Mm. Uh, it seems to be ticking boxes that were already ticked pretty hard by the likes of Guardians of the Galaxy and mm. uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's got that real stamp of just like we've got our funny guy who's who's big and we're dumb and says guys. and like says one thing. We've got our weird thing. We've got Weasel. Like it's it just seems <laughs> like your ensemble casts they're starting to feel homogenous they're starting to be like yeah okay i can tell exactly what archetype you're representing here Mm -hmm. i'm just hoping that we are going to witness something a bit different when it comes to writing and dialogue i don't know about you but i went back and watched uh, deadpool 2 uh, recently Mm -hmm. and i was kind of a bit like 
I was a bit like cringing at some right. of the dialogue that uh, Ryan Reynolds writes for himself. Like mm -hmm. it's all the way that he's trying to be creative with his swearing, but it sounds really, really forced. Right, and I just right. hope that we don't get that sort of like over the top dialogue just so that they can try and put it on a t-shirt or call yeah, it a catchphrase. Like, yeah, like, it's like overly memed or something. The, the uh, Rick and Morty uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, seemingly ironically seems they've gone on and um, created so many terrible catchphrases of their own. <laughs> Had that sort of like wabba wabba. All self-aware though. That was all just Justin Roiland being like, I'm going to make the worst thing possible and then yeah. it's going to take off. But I'm worried that they're going to try and do that but without Maybe. any of the self-awareness. It's weird because the only reason that we have this movie is, I mean, it's James Gunn who literally did the Guardians of the Galaxy and then Warner Brothers snapped mm -hmm. him up and it was just sort of like, okay, you've done Guardians, do that, but for us. And the nearest yeah. thing we can transplant that onto is Suicide Squad. And like you said, that that's the direct comparison. So I just... It looks it looks well made in in a, in like an, an echo chamber or something. What do you call it? In a vacuum. Yeah. Um, but I have personally have a thing where I'm like, you don't get to do this. You don't get to erase the mistake and just go like, oh no, we've done it again. And the amount of money that was thrown, like the Snyder cut, like it's a great cut, but like the amount, the mess of a path to get there, it's just insane. Yeah. Anyway, yes. I, ultimately, I'll probably see it, but I don't want. To, I don't want to see it at all. Um, next question from HRP. What is your comfort game? The one you find yourself unconsciously picking up whenever you want to have something that you just know and love. And um, for me, it has to be Don't Starve, the perfect kickback game. But there's always a surprise in there somewhere. Don't Starve would terrify me, to be honest. I love Don't Starve, but that game, the trees come to life if you mine it, if you mine too many trees, if you cut down too many. So I, yeah. I find that game really stressful. Yeah. Like it's like to the point where I'm just kind of like, it's it's so unrelentingly creepy in that Tim Burton <laughs> way that I'm just kind of like, oh, no, I, I, I can't see that being they relaxing. you in terms of like a, like a chill farming game? Because in, in Don't Starve, I'm always too aware that I'm not hitting the timers properly. Yeah, but then again, I am thinking to myself that my ultimate chill out game that I could put on like any time at any day mm. is Fallout New Vegas. Like I would <laughs> like so so I I'm saying that that choice of Don't Starve is a bit weird because it's creepy and like things come alive and want to kill you, and Give then the we'll recommend stuff. a post apocalyptic wasteland <laughs> where everything wants to kill you or screw you over. I will, um, I, I sort of like just have whatever my chill game is. It's it's multi. It's something multiplayer. It was Rocket League since mm. the first five years when you say i've only very recently deleted that and um, after like five six years and i've just been on, on uh, knockout city that's just become my sort of go-to multiplayer um but quick shout out to microsoft flight simulator i don't know if you've played that yet but um that finally came to xbox on um wednesday i think and um that microsoft game, flight simulator microsoft this, is, flight this simulator. is so out of there compared I know, to I know. what I, you would usually tell also, me to I go just, and play I, I love the tech side of it like they literally took um a global amount of satellite data and then they designed some algorithm that like recognizes houses and stuff but it's literally the entire world that you can fly around so you pick like any airport you can leave from you can you can go anywhere i flew over my own house like you can That's just like zoom in. it's really really cool um <clears throat> and if you go on that game and remove all the uh, hood options and stuff then you are just flying around in this gorgeous 4k version of the world but you're in like a boeing 747 or you're in like a little like piddly little biplane or something question though yes. if it's mapped like one to one mm -hmm. does that mean that it flows in real time as well <laughs> like it will take you seven and a half hours to fly it's, like from here no, to america it's, it's, or whatever they tell you it's like there's some formula that works out what it is like you can you can absolutely fly from the uk to america and like you can go over the sea and everything um and it but it does have like some formula that crunches time it still takes a big old chunk of time okay i think in game that takes like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something but like yeah but you can't do that um because i just flew all the way down the country um just from my place all the way 
way down to London. Um, and you can totally do that stuff. And like, yeah, so I've just been, and there's a whole uh, thing in the menu where you can just pick like, okay, I want to go see, um, <clears throat> you know, like Rio de Janeiro. I want to go yeah. to Tokyo. I want to go see yeah. Mount Fuji or something. So um, you can totally do that. And like, yeah, that's been my very recent chill out game. Um, Cause you just have to set everything to easy and put unlimited fuel on. Otherwise you're falling out the sky because <laughs> you've run out of fuel. In theory, it's cool. That sounds really fun, actually. Yeah, I totally recommend it. Um, ba -ba -ba. Next question from Jack Asbury, who says, great to have you guys back. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, my question is, if you and Jules were two of the in-betweeners, which two would you be? My other question is, if allowed, will you both be playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel when it comes out? Now, I can respond to that straight away. I don't, I've not kept up with Yu-Gi for a long time. I don't know about you. I don't know how to play the game. I, <laughs> I have a, my concept. And we both of, play of, magic as well. We should be able to yeah. figure it out. My grasp on the Yu-Gi-Oh card game is what was done in the TV animated series. Right, and I've been told uh, certifiably that that is not how you play <laughs> the game in the slightest. Like there was a video that I watched recently, which was everything uh, that is wrong or that everything the animated series gets wrong. Okay. And my God, was it hilarious. Just watching like <laughs> how many made up rules they basically had for that series. Mm -hmm. My thing um, with that was I always loved the the arm thing that they had, like the, and you could oh, like yeah, fire the, gauntlet, the cards. The, the jewel gauntlet. Yeah, the gauntlet thing. And I remember... Um, like there was a because I was never really a Yugi Yu-Gi-Oh fan, big Yugs, but I was like I like the idea of it, and I was always like, well, I got the I got the PlayStation Two game, thinking like I'll put a card down in game and a creature will spawn out of it and it'll yeah. be this really cool thing, and it wasn't that at all. It was just it was just card based, and I think now I would get more out of that. And um, there was the time, an, an, it was there a was little an bit AR ca card game. Do you remember it? Eye of Judgment on PS3. Yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah. Actually, that was meant to be what Yu-Gi-Oh promised, but totally. couldn't deliver because of the technology. I never played it myself. Did you ever get a chance to play? No, I, it was well. It was set up back in when I worked at Game Station. It was set up, so I, I played a little bit with some customers. We had a whole thing where if you could beat us, you could like opt for a discount and stuff. So I'd like oh, nice. a little bit of it then, um, but not much other than that. I always loved the technology of it though. I like the idea of like having this the camera feed so that when you put a card down, you see it as something else. I think all that AR stuff is always really cool. Did it actually work though? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it's oh, it, it's play. not um like it took like a second for it to recognize. It was like a little animation thing, and then it popped in what the creature was. That's um, cool. It wasn't as like seamless as um like the 3ds's tech, I guess. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that was a really cool idea. I think um <clears throat> in terms of the in betweeners, my voice is absolutely failing me today. <laughs> I think it's because I've done news and then I initially did this uh, or immediately did this. If we were in betweeners, I think I would default to being Jay, but only because he does double thumbs up all the time, not because that is true. he's an absolute mad lad. He's uh, that's not. I don't think that's necessarily me, but I, no, I, I, I do a double thumbs up all the time. I think you're uh, Jay's thumbs, but with Simon's brain. <laughs> Simon, Simon's sweet and kind and tries to do the right thing. Um, Aww. I think that I would be either Neil. I don't know uh, their just, names anymore. It's been so long. Just the big lanky dullard. Um, <laughs> or I would, I tell you what, I'd be, I'd be Neil's motivation, but with Jay's mouth. Just Very, constantly I was, spouting I was thinking utter you garbage. Like, yeah, you, <laughs> you want like the fire of Jay, but, um, but well-meaning and not just yeah. completely full of it. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Bradley, someone who says, what's your favorite Bethesda game? By the way, your podcast is the highlight of my Friday. Well, thank you very, oh, very cheers. much. Um, favorite Bethesda game for me is by a landslide Skyrim, which I know is the go-to. That's the that's the Mario on the roster of picking Bethesda games, but that's mine. So how are we doing this? Is it a Bethesda-made game? Uh, I would go with Bethesda published. developed, I think. I feel like we had this question a, a few months back, actually, but um, um, I would go Bethesda developed because it's what they made. I think it's because we were talking about the Microsoft takeover and what IPs mm. they would be able to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking through uh, the ones that you they can't have be... New Vegas. Oh, they're... that's <sighs> the thing. When you start narrowing it down, they've not really developed a good game since 2011. <laughs> I tell it's you been what, a bit of a time. I will take 
out of this. Mm. I'll take Fallout 3, Shall. but I'll only be taking it because of the um, expansion pack of The Pit. Okay. I, no, a point lookout. Because that okay. with that hillbilly bio swamp creature thing, I really enjoyed <laughs> that because it had like a nice kind of horror vibe to it. I never did that. It's scary than but... coming out of the woods, right? And uh, like, you know, like Fallout 3 is a bit janky, but there's yes. like, um, you would hear like noises and rustling behind you. You'd turn around, you'd see this misshapen sort of like hillbilly coming out with a <laughs> shotgun, like a super powered radioactive shotgun. It right. would be terrifying. That's so cool. I remember when Fallout 3 dropped, it was like a revolution. Like I just remember mm-hmm. seeing that thing in motion. That was my first Fallout game. I'd never played the old 2D ones or anything. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, for mine, it would be Skyrim, but it's, that's the obvious choice. But I just think that's their most accomplished. I don't think they've beaten that. Um, and it's, they certainly didn't beat it with Fallout 76. So it's got to be. Well, it's. <laughs> going to be interesting to see how they approach starfield isn't it mm. because it's like if it's going to be more of the same but with uh better graphics then i get it will sell like hotcakes mm. but after fallout 76 like there's a lot of work they've got to put in to I'm get curious, that goodwill uh, back again yeah i'm curious how much the average sort of consumer the mainstream audience just goes oh it's a new bethesda game and that's it like they don't go mm. like oh but this oh but this um because their whole internal mandate has changed quite a bit but it's i mean i guess at the heart of it it is still todd howard it is still i mean some of those same people they've been bought by microsoft they don't have to fall back on microtransaction stuff we'll see um mm-hmm. but yeah skyrim and uh, fallout 3 cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, now we thought we, because um, usually we do the music minute at the start of the podcast, yeah. but we thought we'll just shuffle it up, just, just slot it in wherever you want. So um, this week's music minute is dedicated to Joey Jordison, who's the ex-Slipknot drummer who sadly passed away. Um, he yeah. was um, with them across their meteoric run across the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, or the entirety of the 2000s. Um, and then he uh, bowed out around about 2013. He was sort of fired from the band, according to him. 
Um, but um, he managed to come back, form a couple of band, a couple of other bands. Um, but we also got a couple of questions about Slipknot in general. And we're just going to use this to just okay. talk about some Slipknot. Um, because a question from Tom, who said, favorite all-time Slipknot song, theirs has to be Eyeless. Um, also got um, Ooh, Steve Ahrens yeah. uh, saying, what's your favorite Slipknot songs in memory of Joey Jordison? Theirs would also be Eyeless. Now, Eyeless wouldn't be mine, but what would be... What would what be would... Well, see, so mine, I think, I, I came into Slipknot in full off Duality. I was that kid. It was Duality oh, okay. before I forget okay. Okay. when I was in high school um, and then went back over and got Iowa and got the Slipknot album and everything else. Um, I would still probably go Wait and Bleed um, because Wait and Bleed Live, mm, maybe Spit It Out, actually. Um, and I know again, Spit I know It Out is amazing. I know it's an obvious pick, but Spit It Out Live at Download was unreal. And I would have to go with something that has that energy. But I love the start of Wait and Bleed as well. I mean, for me, it's they chose the perfect song to open their self-titled album mm. sick is just <laughs> so unrelentingly brutal to begin things with and now, there on. is there is not a moment where if i hear that um that uh, audio scratch thing of like the whole da, 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 <laughs> and then it leads into the slowdown for that and then it just kicks in that just absolutely woofs your head yeah. straight off i think that's my favorite only because the amount of times that i've listened to it repeated it and just felt that surge of adrenaline mm. that is still like the same sense of adrenaline that i get today you, as listening back when i was a kid yeah yeah do you, do you remember because i there was a real like fear around slipknot it was that whole age of like marilyn manson slipknot and oh my god mm -hmm. won't someone think of the children and all that kind yeah. of thing which meant that when you did listen to slipknot it had this like aura around it of being like dangerous it was this oh my yeah. god like what they're singing about and there are obviously some like like some <laughs> lyrics that haven't aged as well as the rest of them but still no um, what, what's your earliest memories of getting into them? Were you in from the beginning? Because I was in um, from volume three and then back over. I think that I might have uh, told this story before, but um, I went on a uh, school trip to mm. Germany. And when I was leaving, uh, my dad was like really big into making like cassette tapes and stuff like that with like a oh. load of mixes of songs. And he introduced me to the Prodigy uh, with Ooh. that. And they were one of my favorite bands uh, since that point. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember what the album is called, but it's got like a, a gray image on the front of a man sort of in a straight jacket screaming. Uh, okay. I, I, it was before Fat of the Land and that was just amazing. He then, I then asked him for another cassette and he didn't have any like that he'd made recently, but he had just finished making one for himself. So he uh, gave that to me and said, um, one side <laughs> of this you might not understand. And the reason is, is that because on one side it had Rammstein and on the other <laughs> it had uh, Slipknot's um, first What's album like, fully on there. Like, I don't know how he acquired this. Uh, I, I won't <laughs> say if it's a legal uh, copy and source or not, but I remember being on the bus and having my little tape recorder and playing that and just being like, wow, okay, yeah. that is that was something else. That was, it, it, in fact, I remember it being a bit too much for me when I first yeah. listened to it, and listened to a lot of Ramstein instead mm -hmm. because of the fact that it was easier to get into with its sort of like industrial repetitiveness. Then I went back and listened to it, and me and a friend like you know classically shared the earbuds sort of nice. thing, like one on one, one on the other, and we were just both like wow this is quite uh, something else and we both it's were like, just like do we like this do we like and then by the end of the trip it was like we love this like, well that was the thing because it's like any any screaming music i get that when you're first getting like no one goes from the radio to slipknot like you just know it's an acquired taste you need to get used to it. you need to realize like the technique that's being used to produce that vocal tech like to produce those vocals um and maybe even i remember uh bees who used to um he now does like his, his own solo stuff but he was um saying that you need to think of the screaming or the, the use of the voice as another instrument it's just another type of distortion to go with everything else and um and that's the thing with Slipknot because they did that volume three album and they blew up with duality and before i forget and i would say pulse of the maggots is a brilliant tune yeah 
yeah uh, especially live um but then you know you go back over and they were so unrestrained like get this is insane obviously eyeless um and they have there's so much power in those first few albums yeah I remember just listening to People Equal and just was like, <laughs> oh my lord, like they just do not care. Like they That's are just the retail saying... anthem. That was like, that was always when I was in Argos, that was the retail anthem. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as you close doors for the day, put it on, put it on. Put it on, guys. Um, but yeah, my overall point with the um, Acquired Taste thing is that you should still give them a chance. I think you should give them a shot. Um, what would your entry point be? Because I think I would just say go listen to volume three or go, go put Duality or Before I Forget on um is duality is the one with uh psychosocial on isn't it or was that no that was um that was all hope is gone that was what they did after that i see i would actually say that all hope is gone is is a great entry Mm. point for them because it's them arguably not at their best Mm -hmm. uh in terms of songwriting but it's very it's like heavy rock rather Mm. than heavy metal in places and i feel like that would provide a good jumping in point for people who are just like dipping their toe there's a lot more clean vocals that are in it there's a lot more stuff yeah yeah. and there's a lot there that i would say is much more accessible Mm. in terms of here is your uh your slower song here is your sort of like lamenting song sort of thing and yes there was a lot of like they got a huge bit of radio coverage because of the fact they toned things down and i think that's a good place for people to start no no bad slipknot album to be no to be honest the um the 2019 one um the all the um we are not your kind i love that i know it's not joey anymore but i like i love that album too um, but yeah, Slipknot, brilliant band. Joey Jordison, obviously, rest in power. Dude was yeah, unbelievable, like unbelievable talent. Um, and it's a hell of a loss um, to the industry itself. But go check out those albums. They're brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, next question from Van Vin Van Meel, who says, Ahoy right boys, now. which franchise has the best free running mechanic? Uh, the freedom of the infamous slash prototype mm. series or the structure of Assassin's Creed? Also, which genre from the golden age of gaming, 20, 2005 to 2015, needs to make a return? Now, I would have said Infamous for the free-running thing here. Um, okay. I, I, I mean, I love Assassin's Creed, but it is so scripted. So I just, part of me quite likes the way that Infamous lets you bounce off anything or, like, climb up anything. Do you remember when they released the um, standalone expansion that gave you the glitching powers from, like, the VHS stuff? Um, it was, was like that the, the horror one? The, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, like, um, I think it might be one of the sequels, actually, okay. that did it. And it just gave you this power to sort of, like, float on almost, like, glitches and stuff like that. That was quite <laughs> cool. I enjoyed that. I like the feel um, of that, yeah. Free roaming for me that has uh, amazing sort of like uh, tactical, uh, sort of uh, real tactile quality to it mm. was uh, the Jet Set Radio Future. I love Joke. like it just going from point to point, like grinding off billboards and moving that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could put in um, Sunset Overdrive as well. That that was a Sunset's fun way a to get actually, from A yeah. to B and jump over stuff and constantly feel did like you, you're moving. Did you play the um, the parkour game from like 2007 or whatever it was? You know when no. parkour took off when it was it had, it had its moment yeah. where it was like yeah, huge yeah. and it's obviously still going, but it was a massive deal. And there was a, it's either called free running or parkour, but there was a Tony Hawk style chain the moves together parkour game. Oh, really? Um, I never played that either, but I remember it being a thing. Um, and the other day I was watching a parkour, funnily enough, I was watching a parkour compilation of the best moments in parkour history, yeah. um, which is really, really cool. And I remembered that game and I was like, I'm going to get a PS2 and play the parkour <laughs> game in 2021 because nothing else is going on. And so like you might as well. But um, also a genre from the golden age of gaming that needs to make a return. Um, I know you're going to choose stealth, aren't you? You're going to choose stealth. I was I was gonna choose I would do stealth if they could do anything interesting with it. I feel like stealth um sometimes boxes a lot of people in. I would go with arcades um arcade sports um because I would want oh, like NBA Street NFL, NFL and SSX yeah NFL Blitz Freak Style give me an uh, oh, give me an HD Freak Style uh, re-release. Um, I wish they would do an EA big HD 4K collection. Like where is yeah. that? I know that they yeah, can't because of licensing stuff. 
um because there's so many songs that they have to go back and sort out but just do it it yeah. would sell so much um because that era was so much fun um, I maybe go back uh, to the kart racer because everyone ah. and their dog like had a kart race in the <laughs> early like uh, in the early two thousands at least, mm. and then that genre just kind of disappeared. And I miss a good kart racer, man. Like when um, Crash Team Racing came back again, I was mm-hmm. so happy about that. Admittedly, less happy once the uh, microtransactions and the Wumper <laughs> coins came in, but still. still I always bought um, the Nickelodeon kart racer the other day because I was like, oh, I just nice. want a new kart racer. Um, and because I yeah, I love that genre too. And then I was just like, what am I doing? Um, I don't need this. You know what needs to come back mm. in a much, much less racist form? Kung Fu <laughs> Chaos, right? Kung Fu Chaos, that, that genre. What would you even define that genre? as? No, like a multiplayer battle? That needs to be a weekly segment. You know what needs to come back in a much less racist, yeah, racist. form? <laughs> yeah, like, Whatever you want after that. You you cannot have that many white people doing that many Chinese accents. No. That is a bad Fu, look, man. You want, to, you want to see how, you know when people talk about how far standards have changed and how uh, how much things need to be, uh, how much we need to be aware of representation yeah, and yeah. diversity and everything else. Play Kung Fu Chaos because oh my god the 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 fact that we let that slide is ludicrous and it's I loved the, that game when I was younger but it is it is insane it's the same feeling I get whenever we bring up Hogs of War like <laughs> I absolutely adore that because it's basically if you've not played it it's 3D worms but with pigs instead of worms it yep. was a really good time it was, it was like set set in like a fake World War One uh, scenario mm-hmm. I loved it and I love the fact <laughs> that Rick Mail did all of the voices. But there are some accents that he should never be allowed no. to do, and any sort of Chinese one, as you Any, can imagine, anything... from a from a from a from an actor with a background in comedy, he yes. really dialed up. Plus, the, I think uh, it was tones. Let's just say, what year was that? Like as well, it was the late nineties, nineteen ninety six. I want to right, go. Right, it with. was just like full on. You know, you need to do a sort of Asian archetype. What can you do? And it's the absolute worst thing you can possibly yeah. think of. Um, but yeah, so I think <laughs> those games haven't aged very well. No, nope. um, but yeah, I would go arcade sports if you would go car racing. So that's a good shout. Yeah. Um, next question from Luke Cullen, who says, "Hey, legends, love your pods. Thank you very much." Um, what is a game that you absolutely loved but can never play again or couldn't play again for ages? For them, it was The Last of Us 2. I adore that game, but I was, it was so harrowing and visceral that I still can barely play it to this day from when I played it uh, on day one. Mm, that is a difficult question because sometimes I I play games to the point where I'm just like, I can see the end game and I get bored of it immediately mm. and just leave it. Okay. Um, Mine would I be, um, oh, he said something that you absolutely loved. Um, so I couldn't class Skyward Sword. I just finished Skyward Sword HD and I hated it. I'm firmly in uh. the, I'm joining the 10 year old camp of it's the worst Zelda because it is by far the worst Zelda. Um, but something that, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I actually know which one I <laughs> could never return to because unfortunately <clears throat> I tried to return to it and uh, ah, it was a bad time. Ooh. Jade Empire. Oh, like I loved that game to pieces. I mm-hmm. played it so many times. I played it through uh, one time fully on the Xbox, the original Xbox, and went back and did it again straight mm-hmm. away as soon as I finished it because I enjoyed it that much. Mm-hmm. I went back and tried to play the PC version that's on Steam, and the controls so janky, man. Like oh. I was just like, and it, it's just showing its age in all the worst ways. It's <laughs> a great game there, but oh, I just was like, no, no, no. I'm going to preserve the memory I have of this in my mind and just it's say that it was like, good. You don't realize how much control schemes have changed like i went to play mm. goldeneye and i was like what is this control scheme there wasn't even a yeah. second analog stick anyway but like yeah you don't realize that we used to fire with the face buttons we didn't use to fire yeah, with the triggers. right and uh, that reminds me actually because we've obviously got announcements that uh the time splitters um mm. is getting it's like a hd remake trilogy uh combo Thing. pack yeah it needs to really address the controls because 
Time Splitters Future Perfect mm -hmm. was the first game you could say played like an actual modern day FPS shooter. Right. So, Time Splitters 2 and 1. My God, the weird ability to be able to move and strafe. And then when you're holding down the aim button, you aim the gun you within aim, like, the screen you're looking the... <laughs> at. Like, yeah. I have never, like, going back and looking at this, it's just kind of like, how did this ever get approved? Like, that is just mad. I feel like that was like a rare trait. Like, that's in Goldeneye, it's in Perfect mm -hmm. Dark. And then, obviously, when that team split off, uh, it was in Time Splitters, but no one carried that forward. It's not a no. great way to aim. No. Anything. I guess the nearest is like Rockstar kind of do it when you when you like zoom in a little bit, you can aim to oh, like, yeah, yeah. a headshot. Um but yeah, the way that they do it just feels really weird. Um but yeah, what, what was your what would be your game that you um love but you couldn't go back in? Would it be, That'd be it'd like be Jade that? Empire, Jade Empire. Oh sorry, yeah, Jade yeah, Empire. I can't go back to that. <laughs> um a final question from uh, Nate Drake. What's your favorite game you've played on the current gen consoles? It doesn't have to be PS5 or Xbox series, it can be something um that is past gen but has been boosted um with frame rates and HDR, etc. Now I just realized that I didn't answer the previous question but i am going to answer both the same <laughs> game and um, which is knights of the old republic and um, because i adore that game and i keep yeah. trying to go back to it and then i get a certain chunk through it and i'm reminded of how massive that game is and then i just go I i've scratched the itch now i've, I've heard the music yeah. again i've done the dialogue interactions i've made a fresh character i've got the lightsaber i've made my i picked my kyber crystal um, and then i turn it off again so <laughs> i love that game but i for whatever reason i can't seem to get back through it again but that game also looks gorgeous uh, with yeah. auto HDR and the frame rates moved out and everything else on the Series X. So that will be mine. So what, sorry, what was the question? Because we rolled the answers into into one <laughs> thing that I was a bit got, I was like got a bit confused. Like I had a time skip. Which is saying, what's the favorite game that we've played on the new systems? But then he says it doesn't have to be PlayStation Five or Xbox Series. It can be a past gen game. I mean, I can't answer been... this. I can't but answer this question because of the fact that I'm, I'm obviously uh, I don't have an Xbox Series X, nor do True. I have a PS Five. So how do I you, answer this? You know when because you were saying about it can be a past gen game that's been boosted in terms of frame rates and HDR and stuff. When you play stuff on PC. You've been playing it in a way that upreses it, I think. Like, I guess not, so. Yeah. Playing, if there's anything you've been going back to recently, okay. It, it's um, Shadow of the Colossus, then. Nicely yeah, done. Yeah, because um, for the longest time, my guilty, uh, <laughs> my biggest shame was the fact that I'd never actually played Shadow of the uh, Colossus through to completion. But now I'm actually going back through and playing it on the PS4. How are and, you finding man, it? Man, it is amazing. There's a, the controls are a bit iffy. Mm. I'm finding that the uh, the sort of aiming and I uh, keep pressing the wrong button at the wrong time, mm -hmm. but the verticality, the way that you grab onto the fur and move the around the gloss, well. I was just like, I was surprised as well that um, I've forgotten how quickly the game progresses you through the Colossi. Like, mm -hmm. it's not a very long game. Like, no. it, it pushes you through quite quickly. But you pretty much do it man, in an afternoon, really. Yeah, man, is it a good game. That thing, I remember it being, I, I'm going to be Jimmy Takes because I, I like Shadow of the Closets. I thought it was gorgeous. But I just, for me, it was one idea done 13 times. And I was just like, yeah. I need more variety in, like, the creatures. I like the one that charges you. There's, like, a dog one that charges oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, the one yeah. with the big beard that you've got to latch onto his beard and then ride that around to his, his arm or something. Like, I wanted each one to have more stuff to it. But then it, it felt was like, yeah, it maybe introduced, like, yeah. yeah. It introduced maybe, like, uh, too few elements too sparsely. Mm. Like, it would, but the elements that it did introduce were really, really, really fun. It's totally like worth I, it for um, um, in the re in the remaster or the remake, sorry, because it mm -hmm. looks gorgeous. Like that thing, oh, it looks um, amazing. Yeah, and the sense of scale in it as well is absolutely. All three of those games, they never did like a full on up-res trilogy, but but Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, and then um, Last Guardian. That's a great trilogy. Yeah, um, I would recommend it anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we, I was going to say, we had so many submissions, so many questions. We might roll these over to next week. I'll see about. Okay um because we've got so many awesome questions and we'll try and get some more of them um next friday for now though this has been the untitled banter podcast i've been your host scott hilford joined by jules gill
Thank you very much for having me. It's been the UPP. The UPP. The UPP. The UPP. UPP. We'll you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.